0: On this week's episode of Center Stage, we are talking with attorney Nadine Heights on the importance of staying in touch with your contacts. Uh, This was a great conversation. Uh, Nadine is really passionate about marketing, and as an attorney, she knows a lot about how important it is to just stay in touch with all of the people in your pipeline. So hope you guys enjoy this conversation, and uh, yeah, let's jump into it. This is Center Stage, putting lawyers in the spotlight by highlighting attorneys and other industry experts to help take your law firm to the next level. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Center Stage. I am your host, John Henson, and this week we have attorney Nadine Heights with us today. Nadine, how are you doing?
1: Great, John. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Glad to have you. So this week we are talking about the importance of staying in touch with your contacts. And uh, if you've followed any of Spotlight Branding's content for a while now, we always talk about how important it is to stay top of mind and how easy it is to be forgotten as an attorney, just with all of the information we're bombarded with on a daily basis. And um, Nadine, she is really passionate about this and she is... um, spent a lot of time in her firm, uh, you know, really mastering this, and I thought it'd be great to have her come on and talk about this. So um, before we get in, Nadine, why don't you kind of introduce yourself a little bit, you know, where you're uh, based out of and kind of just how you uh, decided to become an attorney in the first place.
1: Okay, great. Thanks, John. Well, I am an immigration lawyer here in South Florida. I'm in a beach town called Lake Worth Beach, very close to West Palm Beach. Um, I'm originally from Toronto, Canada, and came here in 2005 and been here in Florida ever since. Um, we do go back a lot, so now me and my family, we're all dual Canadian and U.S. citizens. Um, I, I Law is kind of a second career for me. I was actually in Toronto a marketing executive in the retail department store industry, way, way different from what I'm doing now but um, we kind of fell in love with this town in in Florida and we had an opportunity to come and live here through a work visa that I was offered by, coincidentally, a law firm to uh, manage their firm. And it was mainly because of my marketing and advertising background that I was hired for that position. And that's how I kind of grew to really love immigration law And one day I just decided, you know what, I want to do this myself. I want to open my own firm. So I went to law school and got my license to practice law and opened my own firm. And that's kind of how I started.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it's you're kind of one of the rare ones because a lot of attorneys just don't have any marketing background at all. Um, you know, right. I, I don't think they teach any sort of marketing in they law school. Don't,
1: they don't, right. Exactly. Which is yeah, probably so why I'm so passionate about marketing because that was my, my career back in Canada.
0: Yeah. Uh, awesome. So, you know, you're the perfect person to talk to about this. So when it comes to staying in touch with all of your clients, all of your leads, potential clients, what sort uh you know, what sort of ways have you found is the most effective way to do that over the years?
1: Okay. Well, I had some ideas when I launched my practice back in 2015 on what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to do a a monthly newsletter, an email newsletter. Um, I was familiar with programs like Constant Contact and, you know, I had set these up before. So I knew that I wanted to do that and I knew it was a great way to stay in touch. Um, so I did launch my own newsletter, but you know what happens, right? You get busy and the consistency kind of drops off. So as much as in my first couple of years of my firm, I was able to maintain it myself. It really got to the point where I, you know, I couldn't really do it on my own anymore. So that's where obviously a service like yours comes along and is really beneficial for me because now I have that consistency and I really have found the newsletter helpful because my clients do respond to it. It's not even so much that they're, um, you know, responding and asking questions about the content. I'm sure they find the content useful. I hope they do, but they almost use it as a reminder that I'm there. So, you know, every time I issue a newsletter, I'll get one or two people replying to the newsletter, but they're asking me a completely different question. So they might say, hey, you know, I have this new case that I would like to discuss with you. And it's like they're using that newsletter as a reminder that I'm there and that I'm an immigration attorney, which is, I think, one of the big goals for doing a newsletter like that.
0: Yeah. And we we kind of hear it all the time, you know, at Spotlight Branding where, Uh, attorney will be sending an email newsletter out for months and months and months and months. And finally it'll get someone to respond. And it's like, Hey, I've been getting your emails and now I'm ready
1: to work
0: with you. And it's like, if you're not sending those emails out, you never would have gotten that business to begin with. And it's such an easy thing to just send out on a consistent basis.
1: Right, exactly. And you know, with all of these newsletter services, whether you're using MailChimp or Constant Contact, you know, they all have the unsubscribe feature. So you don't feel bad sending it out because you know that if anyone doesn't want it, I'm not going to take offense if you unsubscribe because you know, I do that all the time, right? We get too many things that we're just not interested in. But um, luckily, I don't have a lot of unsubscribes and, you know, I've, I've built up my, um, my newsletter subscribers and it's, it's great to do that. So I think that that's really a great way to stay in touch with, with your clients, with people you meet, with past consultations that maybe didn't sign up for a case. It's a great way just to remind them that I'm there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the other thing before we kind of transition to to another way of keeping in touch is uh, another great piece about the email newsletters is you know if you're if you're putting out good content with it and 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 the information that you're putting in there is really relevant. A lot of times you can remind people of what it is that you do and other ways that you can help people. So maybe in your instance, you know, you had a lead come in who maybe needed. Uh, some uh, a particular visa or whatever the case is. And then maybe a few months down the road, your newsletter is all about, you know, the path to be gaining U.S. citizenship. Right. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, I have a friend who needs to become a U.S. citizen. I didn't know you did that. You can help them with that. And now you've got referrals and, you know, it, yeah. it's become such a great tool.
1: Exactly, exactly. And it also allows you to really, I think, focus on an area you may want to specialize in. So, my goal is kind of to position myself in the family immigration law world. So, um, the majority of our cases are for families who are getting married, a a marriage visa, or um, who want to bring their family members from overseas on certain types of visas, or, you know, eventually that leads to. Uh, a path of becoming a U.S. citizen through the naturalization process. So you're right. So there's so many stages uh, in that life cycle of those clients that they can definitely be constantly reminded that I'm there and I can help their friends or help their family members.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, we could probably do a whole episode on just how important email is, but let's let's talk about some other ways that you keep in touch. What about social media? How important is social media in in terms of your communication of your business to potential contacts?
1: Well, it's incredibly important because I know my clients are on Facebook and social media. I've actually had a few clients find me that way. Um, So I know that they're out there and, you know, my demographic is largely on Facebook. Uh So what I'm trying to do is post regularly, but again, it's kind of like the same thing with the newsletter. I start off great and then I, you know, I kind of, I forget and then I get kind of tired of posting and, you know, I mean, again, with Spotlight Branding, you do offer the service, which I'm using, of posting regularly for me. So that's a great, uh, a great way to do it. You can, of course, have, um, you know, maybe you have a, a staff member in your office that can do that too. But I tried that and it's just that we kind of got busy with other things. And I would always never really place a priority on that. I would always make the the legal work for the clients the priority. Oh, we got to get this case out. We got to do that. So social media always kind of fell on the back burner. So it's kind of nice to have a service that does it for you, at least to maintain that consistency, because you know everything you read tells you that consistency is key, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and one of the one of the traps that a lot of attorneys fall into is is they have these peaks and valleys where they get yeah, really busy and they think, okay, well, clearly the marketing that we were doing is working. We've got enough legal work now, and then they get done with those cases and they don't have anything to work on. So now it's like, okay, we got to ramp back up our marketing again, right. get in these waves. And optically, it doesn't look great. You know, if someone comes to your social media profiles and they see that the last time you posted was three months ago. Maybe they think you're not even in business anymore, especially with the way things are now with a lot of small businesses, unfortunately, closing up. And so, right. yeah, to your point, that's why it's so important to consistently put that stuff out, even if you can't, you know, have someone in the office do it, get a vendor to do it and, and make sure that that stuff is constantly being churned out and, and exactly. top, you know, exactly. in communication with everybody.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's not to say that I still can't post myself, right? Because I still do. And, you know, when things happen that are interesting or especially breaking news type stuff, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll post that myself. But it's so relieved now to know that I have consistently got a service that is posting on my behalf regularly. And, you know, we do review the posts a month at a time so that I know what is going out and I can make changes to it. Um, But it's just nice to know that that is there uh, and that it's happening in case I kind of drop off.
0: Yeah. And so when it comes to communicating, uh, you know, with your audience, clients, potential clients, whatever the case is, you know, we have always said that it's got to be practical, evergreen content. How truly, how important is that to your business and, and how you communicate with your audience?
1: Well, I think it's really, really important when I, you know, like I said, when I launched my firm, I created a whole bunch of blog posts myself on kind of general topics about, you know, different types of visas and how you qualify and how they work. And I was doing pretty good maintaining it. And I think it really helped me launch because I was lucky that I did get a lot of clients in the beginning just through Google searches, local Google searches that found me. And I think having that content really helped but just like with the newsletter you know i got busy and it just dropped off and like you said you you know you could go to my website a couple years ago and i hadn't written a blog post in maybe a year and it was pretty embarrassing so i thought again hire somebody to do it, you know, you can maybe have someone in your company do it or a virtual assistant, I'm using your your company spotlight branding to write my blogs every month. Now I have every month a really well written article that is posted. And um, I I decide on the content. So I know what I want to talk about. But and I can still I still edit it, I still review it and put my finishing touches on it. But again, it's It's that consistency, right? It's knowing that we have something posted every month, uh, like you say, that is informational and and practical content. Um, And with immigration, there's never a dull moment. There's like always something going on, always something changing. Um, You know, sometimes you need some flexibility to decide last minute, oh, well, I was going to post that, blog article, but now, you know, a new immigration regulation just came out. So we got to change it. And uh, luckily I've been uh, able to do that with, with spotlight branding and, you know, kind of a week, you know, a week in advance of my blog that I was going to launch decide, Oh, you know what? I think I got to write about this now. No problem. We'll do that one next month and we'll change it. So it it is important to have that content on a regular basis for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, And, you know, even in other practice areas, you know, that may not be as fast moving and and fast changing as, as immigration, you know, it's still so important to just keep that evergreen content consistently coming out that way. When people go to your website and they have questions, they can get, get more educated. And we've seen, you know, a, a more educated prospect typically leads to a little faster closing time so you're not spending as much time explaining what has to go on or whatever. you spend more time actually on those billable hours working on the case that they hired you to do.
1: Right, right. And the great thing also is the content can be recycled, right? You can um, you know you can repost some of the older blog posts that you know you want to of course make sure that it's still current. But you can certainly go in and do updates. I've done that before when things changed. I've, you know, gone in and, and edited a blog and said, you know, update, this was changed now on whatever date. But yeah, so it's great to have. And it really does position you as a uh, so-called expert in that field, right? So that people know that you are the one that they're going to come to for advice on their, uh, their matter, whether it's immigration or whatever you happen to practice.
0: Yeah, and, and and to the point that you just made about recycling content, you know, I, I've heard a lot of lawyers kind of push back on that, and it's like, oh, it's recycled. You know, it, it feels lazy to do that. And and what you're missing there is that not everybody's going to see it the first time around. You know, yeah. kind of to the point I was making earlier is just there's so much content out there now, it's easy to get missed the first time. It could yeah. take three or four different postings of a blog for someone to finally see it for the right person to finally see it and so that's kind of the uphill battle that you face a little bit with content but it's so important to just keep consistently putting it out there you know whether it's on social media email on your website wherever you're putting it out um yeah so Awesome stuff. Um, I think we will kind of wrap things up here a little bit. So, Nadine, um, obviously, the way we like to wrap this show up is if you could give one piece of advice to all the other attorneys out there, what would it be?
1: Well, I think for me, um, uh, my advice would be to other solo attorneys that I mean, you know, it's just you and your practice. Maybe you have a couple of assistants, and that's about it. Um, there comes a point in time when you have to realize that you can't do everything yourself anymore. So I think that you have to decide to maybe uh, give up some of those tasks. And, uh, you know, especially the, the tasks that a lawyer doesn't necessarily have to do, you may love the marketing, I love the marketing, because, you know, that was my background, and I have a passion for it. And I love doing it. I enjoyed it. But I I realized that I just can't keep doing it anymore, even though I know I can do it and I like doing it. and Maybe I think I can do it well, but um, I need to hire someone to do this. I need to outsource this and um, you know, don't make that decision too late. I think I almost waited too long. I went too long without having any blogs uh, updated without sending out any newsletters. And I think if I had made that decision earlier, I would have been a maybe, you know, a bit further ahead to where I am now, but it's okay. Um, you know, just just make that decision and just give it up. And yeah, you're going to have to spend some money paying somebody, but it's going to be really worth it.
0: Yeah, right. Got to spend money to make money. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and to your point, uh, you know, and when it comes to delegating things, um, there's kind of a version of the 80-20 rule where, you know, like the original one is like 80% of your profits come from 20% of your clients or whatever. But in, in business development, there's also a version of the 80-20 rule where it says if someone can do a job 80% as well as you can, you should delegate that right. task. And yeah. I, I think you know marketing for most attorneys uh, is one of those things that that should absolutely be delegated. Bookkeeping, uh, receptionist work, stuff like that, absolutely. Yeah, be delegated yeah. That
1: and I I think as attorneys we often feel that we're the only ones that can really create the content because it's legal you know content and we're often paranoid about what we put out there. So you need to really find a, a company or a person that's gonna have you involved as reviewing things. Of course, you know, nobody should be posting stuff without you approving it in advance, right? This is going out under your name, your firm, but um, find a way to work you know, back and forth with, with uh, a company or, or a person that can help you with this. And it can work because you'll have the final say, um, but you know, they can do some of the research on writing content for you. They don't have to be a lawyer to write the content, um, you can tell them the areas that you want to focus on and they can do the research and then you can review it and tweak it.
0: Yeah, and and and, and that content doesn't even have to be this in-depth legal brief, you know, that you're- No, you don't depth.
1: want that, right. Exactly. Sometimes we, yeah, we get carried away and get, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's the big thing to keep in mind is that your audience is just looking for that surface level information just so that you're just indicating to them that you understand what they're going through. They don't need to get into the weeds of kind of how the sausage is made or whatever. They just know that you right. know how to make the sausage. And and that's right.
1: Right. And it doesn't have to be that long either. Um, right. I'll, I noticed a difference on the early blog posts that I wrote in the beginning that tended to be a little long because, you know, I wanted to kind of explain everything thoroughly. Um, and some of the newer blog posts, and sometimes I feel like, oh, gee, that's all you wrote. But then I think about it. You know, I know that when I'm reading someone else's blog, I barely, I just skim through it and look at the, the bullet points and the headlines and, um, nobody has time to read like for 10 minutes,
0: right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Awesome. Well, Nadine, this has been fantastic. Uh, I've really enjoyed having you on today. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So everyone else out there uh, continue to rate and review us on Apple podcasts, wherever you're uh, finding your podcasts. Um, Again, uh, thank you to Nadine Heights uh, attorney uh, for talking about uh, just how important it is to stay in touch with your contacts and that's going to wrap it up this week. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.